Hello, and welcome to Second Helpings, a Grace Fellowship podcast designed to serve up another round of insight and application from our Sunday morning corporate worship gatherings. Pull up, dig in, and get filled as we take another taste of God's greatness. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Second Helpings. I am Pastor Zach, joined again by Pastor Dan. We're already having a little bit fun pre-roll here, so we're in good spirits, ready to talk about the message from this week, uh, which again, we were in Second Timothy uh, chapter 2, again in the beginning of that, and I'm um, doing a part two. We had a little bit of a gap there where Larry was able to preach for us last week. Really good message. Appreciate you, Brother Larry. That was good. Um, if you want to, you can go and look at the previous episode of Second Helpings or listen to it. Me and Larry discuss his um, message about God's sovereignty further. But today we're jumping back into 2 Timothy. Mm. Um, some really good analogies here. Uh, I know you were getting burned for using your visual aids, <laughs> yeah. but I will tell you on public, we're going to put this up, that I got a lot of good compliments about your visual aids oh. that people thought they were very helpful. Good. So there, there you go. The uh, What is it? The, the uh, prophet has no favor in his home. Yeah, or the, or the prop artist. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so anyway, a number of things we can jump onto here in particular, but I just want you to kind of, if you would dig deeper into that soldier metaphor, one of the things you yeah. said that I thought was really important was the idea that we can walk around, and I'm putting words in your mouth a little bit here, but that we can walk around ignorant to the fact that we should have a wartime mentality. Yeah. That not meaning that we should be belligerent or mean, but to realize that we're not at a peacetime with the world. Um, just expand on that a little bit and help people understand like daily, how are we going about and how should we think about proceeding as soldiers of Christ? Yeah, I think in verses three and four, we said, share in the sufferings as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. So that first idea there, share in the suffering as a good soldier. The tensing of that and the force of that is not merely the idea of this is what you're going to encounter or this is what's going to happen. That word share, that idea is that there's been a portion that has been assigned to you specifically of suffering. So Timothy, this is an unusual what you're going through. Don't shrink back. Don't be ashamed. Don't be inconsistent. Don't let this push on your identity to question your faith. You've actually been designed and assigned a particular portion of suffering, and this is it. So like we said on Sunday, uh, think of like a meal. When you are at a meal and you get a portion of food from the meal, that's your portion to eat. The same thing when it comes to difficulty in life and suffering. That Christians, we need to, in having a wartime mentality, saying as a soldier... As somebody who is under a master, there is part of my journey is a portion of suffering that I have to go through. Just like in Ephesians chapter 2.10, where it talks about that there are good works created beforehand for us to yeah. walk in. Yeah. So the idea is that there's, there's good works that God is in, in his sovereignty laying out before us. And as we're obedient, we're kind of ticking those things off, walking through those things, uh, reflecting who God is. And the same idea is, is there's suffering laid in front of us. There's it's portioned out. So we shouldn't think it's strange. We shouldn't think it's weird. We shouldn't think, well, if I'm on God's side, I have an easy life. No, he actually says, no, you're on my side. You're going to have a difficult life. Why? Because Christ had a difficult life. You're behind enemy lines. There's an enemy after you. There's a, there's a world that's opposed to you. And so it makes complete sense. And in Christians, 
Uh, if they change the way they see difficulty, and I'm not talking about difficulty if you're doing bad. I'm talking about difficulty yeah. if you're doing good. That's where we get the motivation that we thank the Lord that we face persecution because not only identifies we're not of this world, but then we go, I'm eating the portion that he's assigned. Yeah. And at that place, there's a tremendous impetus for worship where you go, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I mean, it just changes how you see the difficulty if there's been a, a share in sufferings as a good soldier. I've been apportioned out a, a share of that suffering. So when it comes, when that person uh, rejects what you're saying or they reject your worldview or they oppose the stand that you take, you can go, this is what I've been designed for. Right. This is my portion. I just think it changes everything. Oh, yeah. It should for from Paul to Timothy, and Paul's walked the walk, so he totally knows it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he count, he talks about being accounted worthy of the suffering, right? The, yeah, that's endure this for this. That's cuckoo thinking point. if you think great about the point. world, right? Yep. But the idea that, and it actually does actually think about Larry's message seemed like it was a one-off, but actually if it's really well thinking about God's sovereignty and that this isn't happenstance. We, I was talking mm -hmm. to a brother who was saying we often like to think about God's sovereignty in the sense of our salvation, right? Like, sure. that's, like that's something that yeah. we find a lot of rest in, but... It doesn't stop there. Yeah. It's everything before the foundations of the world. All your days have been written. So that suffering you're facing is part of the mission he was going to give you yeah. as his soldier. Doesn't mean he doesn't care for you any less. He's yeah. forgot about you. No, he's planned this for your good and his glory. And I think even all the more, it's more than just uh, suffering bad. We always think that. No, suffering good, because that's the mm -hmm. thing that it gets the toxin of our humanity out of us. It's like mm. that suffering pushes that toxin or sucks the toxin out of us of self-reliance. Yeah. And we absolutely need it. We need the suffering. Yeah. What else is powerful uh, and resolute enough to kind of take us away from ourselves to rely on Christ? Suffering. Yeah. Suffering is the thing that does it. Yeah. Uh, and so therefore, this is a gracious gift. You have to see it that way. Yeah. And the way that you see it that way is when you see the gospel clearly, God isn't after me. He has secured me. So now what I'm going through can't be because he's being mean. It can't be because he's against me. It can't be because he's out of control. It must mean something greater. It means something completely greater that he's conforming you into his image. How does he do yeah. that? He's got to remove the you right. in you. Yeah. And what does that? It's suffering. So even if we go all the way back to the garden, uh, God kicks them out of the garden. He, he condemns them. The curse is put on them. Well, that would seem incredibly not loving at all, but C.S. Lewis has a different take entirely where he says that's a very loving thing because if God had never injected difficulty into humanity, we would never need never need God. So that's where he says, you know, the idea of pain and difficulty is for a morally deaf world, that he's brought that in so that people would see something's wrong, this hurts, this is painful, I need something other than me to make it through that, and that's loving of God. Yeah. If if he would, didn't care at all, he'd just let us go in our marriage way and never put the curse in and just let people live yeah. a, de a deistic god like that is no loving god at all there's no, no. love involved in that and i think it's good yeah. like if you're struggling with that as a, as a listener or a viewer um maybe if you're not in a time of suffering this is a good time to build those muscles yeah because you know what we're saying right now is true it's harder sometimes for you to see that when you're in the mix but we even know that when we're doing well in our walk that we realize 
it can be our testimony. It's been my testimony in the past before that things are going really good. Things are great. I'm not having any kind of struggle. And next thing I know, I'm not talking to the Lord the way I was. Mm. Maybe I'm saying things that I wish I hadn't been saying, doing things I had not, because I'm not, I'm not keeping myself tethered to them as I would in a storm, mm. right? So when those things come along, yeah. it is very often, or not very often, it is always God's grace to keep me strongly tethered to Him, to yeah. keep me uh, growing in Him and consuming Him, because I'm still dumb enough to think I can do this thing on my own. Yeah. And I don't want to go about life like that. Yeah, we're addicted to ourselves. We're yeah. addicted to our own competencies. And this is a good time to say, listen, there are times where you go through sinful trials. Absolutely. That I did this, namely David Bathsheba. Yeah. Why you going through it because you chose to disobey the Lord. So that's a component. But then there's the strengthening trials that he wants us to learn to lean on him. And then there's even a category of what would seem to be senseless trials. They're senseless in a sense. I can't put two and two together necessarily, but I think ultimately that catch-all is for God to be glorified. Yeah. So it, it still fits yeah. into like, like a 1A, 1B or 2A, 2B category uh, that it's for my strengthening, it's for his glory. I don't see it together. The strengthening I can see specifically, but the others I can't. And so that's what he's talking about here, where Timothy could be saying, this is difficult. This is hard. I'm getting persecution inside false teachers, outside the Roman empire. And he says, listen, that's nothing related to your sinfulness, yeah. Timothy. This is a strengthening, and some of it might seem senseless, but ultimately you've got a portion of suffering that fits into those categories that you have to see that as part of God's grand design for you. Be like a soldier. Yeah. All you focus on is what the master, what your commander says, and you eat up that, yeah. and you recognize he's doing something, and Paul, who's gone through my grace is sufficient, totally knows That's it, right. totally gets it, writes it out of his own experience, yeah. that God has brought him through that, now he's helping Timothy, which is that connection of disciples, yeah. that I help people and people help me, we just, we're all kind of tethered together yeah. in learning those lessons and passing those on, which is what he says, you know, what you've heard from me in the presence of many yep. witnesses and trust the faithful men. That's teaching that is uh, for three years, spending time in Ephesus, according to Acts 20. But it's also not only the teaching, but the application of the teaching. It's the things that not only that I learned doctrinally, but the idea of a doctrine applied to life and how it works out. We see right there after he gets done with that, going into the next one. And seamlessly. Like it's totally. so, uh, like a lot of times people will get the, the balance of how, well, how do I balance or get unbalanced? How do I do teaching with application and where is that proper um you know, how do I get that properly done in a good, it, it's natural. Like yeah. it, 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 yeah. if you're paying attention to the doctrine, it's naturally overflowing into the way you live life. Just kind of pay attention. There's yeah. something I want to point out about this text that um, I think could be easy for us to miss. Mm. Um, I don't, I, it's probably not a message that, a point that I would bring up in a message because we've only got so much time. But it's interesting in verse four, he says, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Mm -hmm. I thought, we don't think about military like that. Sure. In America, we enlist ourselves. Yeah. Or in other countries, you uh, get enlisted. It might be mandatory service yeah. in some places. Um, but we, we kind of forget the idea of a soldier in Rome. That was a, a, a privileged position. Yeah. The opportunity to go in there was being uh, elected, so to speak. You by tried somebody. out for it. Yeah. And it could be in this, I don't. I don't think that we can confirm this is the, always the case, but the person that kind of vouched for you, if you didn't do well, they could be on the line. Like it was a big deal to bring you in to that kind of um, service. So when he's talking about this, I don't know that we always think about the privileged position that we have mm. to be called to do these works. Yep. There are people that will go through this world 
and not do anything that will ever be commendable before the Lord. The only separation we have from them is the Lord has decided to make some of our works commendable to Him. Yeah. And it's only by His grace. That's awesome to think that you're genuinely being the hands and feet of Almighty God for displaying His glory in this world. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point where he's talking about the good soldier in verse 3, but then he says no soldier in verse 4, mm -hmm. which speaks back to that because actually during the Roman times, they would recruit people and you'd be assigned according to body type, yep. height, uh, skill, dexterity. If you were a farmer versus if you came from a village. They had all these criterias in which they would categorize you uh, and you'd be put in a specific mold to be effective in this particular area. So uh, they were very, very specific and you had a very clear understanding of what your role is. So to become a soldier, so that's where he says, no soldier gets entangled. In other words, they weren't recruiting people who said, hang on, I've got stuff to do. Like Jesus, yeah, when yeah. he said, I've got to go bury my, my father, I've got to go do this, I've got to do that. And that's a clear distinction. And so the pleasing of the commander, the one who listed us, is the way that we keep ourselves from being caught up in civilian pursuits, yeah. the busyness of life that could be translated. Yeah. Um, so it's well, important. Let's let's get on that again. I know you did a, a really good jo job with explaining this idea where we had the bucket with the different things that are in there. But because it resonated with people so much, I, I just want to... I, I don't want to rehash what we talked about, sure. but I almost feel like sometimes things are worth rehashing because I think that was a way for people to see how quickly yeah. you can get your life filled with things that aren't necessarily bad in of themselves, but if they're not built upon those priorities of Christ, if they're not built upon those things that are the elemental essence of why we are called into, into the Lord, then your life gets out of whack yeah. really, really quick. Um, and, I, and you said this, but... It, there can, you, you could fill the bucket with bad things, yeah, right? You could sure. absolutely do that. Sure. But I think a lot of people, if you're walking with the Lord, you're paying attention, you're in community, you tend to fill the bucket with things that are not innately bad, yeah. but they are lesser. Yeah. And then it gets in the way. Yeah. So uh, what are some ways, I thought about this myself and I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but what are some ways that you do that, that you make sure you keep the the big balls that we yeah. had that were yeah. the, the idea of uh, the priorities of Christ? How yeah. do you keep those central in your life so the other things can't cloud in? Yeah, well, I think that the first thing is, is that you recognize that obedience is one of those things. So in other words, the things that have been revealed in scripture are the things you're supposed to do. That has to be in the bucket. So when you're looking at your life, you go, am I sharing the gospel? Am I being renewed in my mind? Am I recognizing myself as a living sacrifice? Those types of things. And then, so therefore that obedience, and then you look at how you exactly do that. You, you do that through spending time in the Word, right. spending time in prayer. So they, How to they, be obedient if you don't know what you're to be yeah, obedient to. They, they totally yeah. build on each other. And then if, if after I've gone through those particular um uh, resources. Then you look at the means of grace provided for the all of us, kind of the body of Christ. So then you go church. Uh, then you go uh, the Lord's Supper within the church, the the one another's of Scripture. So really, it's all truth centric. Yeah. But then what you do is you make those disciplines. You commit those disciplines in your life. So I have to be spending time in the Word. Yep. I have to be doing that because. If you're, if you're regularly giving out, living that out, you have to be filling back up your trust quota that I've got mm. to trust the Lord. Mm. I've got to trust him in my life. Well, how do, what is the transactional element in which trust comes in? Well, it's got to be, who is he? Yeah. In other words, I trust people I know. I don't trust people I don't know. Yeah. And so when I get into the word, it's not just having the information. 
there's the quota of trust that faith has to have because there's a there's that synonym there if i trust somebody or i have faith in somebody it's because i know that person and i forget god i I just we are naturally in our humanness we forget him so we have to feed on this not to not to kind of punch the clock but to fill up the cup of our the reservoir of our trust of him and so if we think about almost transactionally sometimes i get poor in my spirit and so i've got to feed off uh, and get that transactional element. I trust the Lord, trust the Lord, trust the Lord. That comes from truth. If I'm not in the word, if somebody is not in the word, they will trust Christ less. Math. That's easy it, math. It just works. Yes. And so therefore, I have got to have those components. And there's no easy way around it. Sometimes it's just raw discipline where you just go, I'm going to spend time. I don't want to do it. I'm going to do it. I don't want to be at church, even though I'm I'm speaking a lot of times, teaching pastor. Sometimes I'd rather... I, left to myself i'd rather not be there but i go no this is right this is true right. and then so the discipline sometimes rescues me because i'm just going to do it and, and so therefore but and on the other side of it i go that was right and that was proper and so when i go i don't want to do it you repent and then you do it yeah and then that's that's an awful lot of times where you go i don't want to share the gospel with this guy you know god is driving me to do this okay God, I'm sorry for that. I repent of that. This person needs a God. So you put me here. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so I, I just think so much of life is like that. And the people that think Christianity is impulse oriented when I do things I want to do, I'd, you know, God's moved me to do. Yeah. Man, that's 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 not Christianity. That's yeah. a form of Gnosticism. And you, I mean, and I'm, I'm not saying that couldn't be somebody's testimony the way you do it, but man, you got to be working at a high level. I've not seen it. I'll put it that way, right? Yeah. To where it's because the. the I think sometimes people think about discipline and they'll be like, well, I'm not wired for that. Um, and, and this kind of speaks to, I am not like by nature, a disciplined person. I'm all over the place. If you know me, this is no newsflash, but it doesn't go, oh, I'm not good at it. I don't do it. Yeah. That is, that is poor counsel. It means yeah. you're not good at it. So do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then a beautiful thing, the Lord's kind to me. I often, I don't have to struggle with discipline about scripture reading anymore sure but i did right and sure. so it becomes a thing that as it's more consistent it becomes part of my life and god's kindness to me that might never be your testimony yeah. you might struggle with the discipline of that your entire life therefore do it yeah work and, harder at and it. the idea is that you you put those bake those things into your life then you add the other stuff That's so right. for example if you if you've got multiple kids and you're looking at multiple hours every week in practice and sports etc you have to make a decision if that's going to impede your ability to spend time in the word or spend time with your family, discipling your kids yeah. versus watching them on a field. You have to say, it's vital for me to disciple my kids. If this stage of life, I cannot do it because of all these other activities, yeah. let the activity go. Yeah. I, I had to make decisions like that with my kids when they were growing up. We had one child who's left-hander, could throw really well, had a guy in a parking lot after a football game said, is your son interested in baseball? Mm-hmm. Because he could play. And and I said, well, what does that look like? He told me all the hours we've evolved and travel teams. And I said, no, thank you. Yeah. And it, it, it's not that my son lost. It's that he gained because I said, this is more valuable than that. And fundamentally, that's really a, what a good soldier has 
has to do. That's, what is necessary to complete the mission? Right. I can't do everything. Right. So what is the something yeah. that I have to do? And you start identifying the something, and then life gets put in versus trying to fit the something in yeah. to the life I have. That doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't. Well, it's the, and it goes back to that thinking. I get this. The old phrase is, is probably not used anymore, but the idea of uh, shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic. Like we're not trying to make the deck look better while the ship's going down. And yeah. as Christians, as we're thinking, you know, the ship's going down, we don't go, there might be time to do things that are nice and pleasant, or, but we sure. have a perspective that goes, do those things that are most pertinent to the task at hand. Yeah. For, I want to use that example just yeah. for a second with the children, because I think people will go, uh, people are just drawn to these uh, dichotomies. Okay, so now if I want to honor the Lord, my kids can't be in sports, or, or, or there's sure. got to be something. And it's just, I want the simplicity of this yeah. idea. If you are discipling your children well, and being honest with yourself about that, sure. not going, well, they go to youth group, I got them in church, whatever, and they're good. If you are yeah. Uh, yeah. responsible for really growing those kids in Christ, you're enriching them and doing them, and you somehow have margin, I'm not that family, but if you do have margin <laughs> sure. and you can do this thing, yeah. when you go to decide, oh, can they go play traveling baseball? Yeah. You're not going, can we shovel in traveling baseball? You're thinking through it through the lens of them being a disciple. Oh. And all of a sudden traveling baseball then legitimately can become a ministry, but you don't get to work it the other way back. Yeah. You don't get to go, we'll do traveling baseball, we'll figure out how to make it a discipleship thing or whatever. Exactly. I mean, you can do that but you're not going to get the result that you're hoping to get. Yeah, given enough time, that will you won't do that. That's right. Uh, and that's exactly where Matthew 28, 19, mm-hmm. the idea of go therefore, it's the idea of, since that's my priority, and if my child is going to do traveling baseball or traveling uh, football, uh, I'm going there to reach the other parents, to influence my kid, let my kids see me doing that in front of them. So therefore you go, I've folded that in, it's not a bolt on. That's right. It's actually part of a worldview yeah. executable dynamic that the master wants me to do. And so you have to think that. Now, it comes a point where you go, because uh, I have seven kids. So when does that become unrealistic? Right. And sometimes I can't see it. So I need my wife to go, I don't think that's going to work. I could do that maybe for a month. Can you do that for a season? That's yeah, pretty tough. You got three or four kids in something and then you get other people and that's where people can help. If you're somebody who's very productive, very disciplined, some people might be able to pull it off because they're able to manage that. Other people can't. There's so right. many dynamics. That's why there's no way to tell everybody this is right for that's you, right. this is right, right for you. Yeah. So you go, okay, this is the methodology. Put in the primary things, then the other things. Then when you're not sure, ask for counsel, husband, wife, talk about it, pray about it and make a decision. But as long as you're asking the questions and searching, then you're in good place. But if you're just mindlessly like a lemming, walking off the cliff of activity and just busyness, you're as worldly as the guy sitting on the bar stool in the bar getting hammered. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't look the same, Mm -hmm. but that's worldliness. It just has a different wrapper. That's right. That distracted worldview of going about life, not really not giving any attention to the Lord. Yeah. You can do that and say, you know, by going on Sunday morning or doing the thing or I'm listening to Christian radio that I'm actually doing it. But I'll just yeah. leave it to you and the Holy yeah. Spirit. You figure yeah. out, look yeah. at your life and ask if you're really being intentional about how you're spending the breath the Lord has given you. And that's where you need other people in that's your right. life, a yeah. solid 
church in which uh, being poured into regularly, because these these issues are just so dynamic and tricky. We can be so self-deceived. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, we lose because we just lose that intimacy of walk with Christ and seeing disciples come to Christ, people come to Christ, disciples being made, and we're engaged in the mission. And again, that's the idea of civilian pursuits, the busyness of life can weave us into the world or weave into our life so that we miss what we were created for. Yeah. That, I thought about that. You said this yesterday. I said, there's nothing wrong with being a baker unless you're wearing a soldier's uniform doing it, right? All of a sudden, it's weird. And a lot of times, I think we yeah, go good. about getting involved in the things of civilian affairs. And I think even made the world look at us and go, aren't you supposed to be a soldier? Yeah. And yeah. that tells you something about your testimony. So anyway, we can go on. Good stuff. Yeah, good. Everyone, boom. Are we doing a fist bump? Cool. Well, that was on the audio. There was an actual fist bump. We can put in a sound effect. Or yeah, I don't that. know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, that was just very excited. I'm just excited. I'm ready to go to war. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, so good stuff. Thankful. And, and everybody that was, I heard some conversations going on yesterday after the service. I love hearing people talk about the word being preached. Mm. People talking about them enjoying the exaltation of God when they're singing and doing those things. Um, it's a great encouragement to me and I, I heard a lot of that yesterday so yeah, it was a sure. good time in the Lord we're so thankful for it yeah. um, we'll look forward again so we'll have another guest preacher this week Pat's going to be filling in yep so um, we look forward to that and then we will uh, have another second helping hopefully next week to discuss more about how the Lord blesses us this Sunday until then you guys focus on being a good soldier spreading the fame of God making disciples and enjoying the great privilege of doing so until then we'll see you